Welcome again to episode number two of Street Smart Sports Podcast. Uh, I am the co-host, uh, Zach Stevens, and then with me to my right is Ross Blythe. So uh, we're excited for number two. We're coming out of the pilot, and uh, both of us have had quite the day. Um, and so we're ready to get into some um, to some sports talk. And uh, first, I, I just kind of thought we'd start off with something light and... Uh, kind of talk about the NBA 2K uh, ratings that came out, as well as the Madden ratings that came out. Ross, do you have any initial thoughts on uh, these ratings as it pertains to your feelings, as well as just anything in general? Well, Zach, like you said, it has been a day. So I'm expecting this show to be something of entertainment value, to say the least. Um, Yeah, today we're going to be talking about Two of our favorite games, oh, yeah. two of our favorite pastimes um, that we love to play, the, a way that we both relax, and that is uh, NBA 2K and the Madden NFL um, video games. So just some initial thoughts, um, specifically on Madden. Um, I thought the 2K ratings were, for the most part, pretty fair um, with a lot of the superstar players, but the Madden game, um, which in my humble opinion, has just been an abysmal franchise for the last 10 years or so, um, with the last good Madden game, in my opinion, being uh, Madden 06. Played that to death on the GameCube. Uh, there's a video that resurfaced on Twitter, I don't know if you saw it, of the Madden rushing attack, the oh, minigame. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I played that, that for hours, and then they just randomly got rid of it in like Madden 10 or whatever. Because I guess they thought nobody played it, which they were wrong. They were they were really wrong. But these ratings are crazy. So there's four ninety nine overall players, yeah. which in three my, of them are on defense. Three of them on are on defense. And in my opinion, to earn a ninety nine overall rating, I really feel like it takes a special player to earn a ninety nine overall rating. And to be honest, some of these players just I don't feel like deserve it. Bobby Wagner. I'm looking directly at you right now. I don't know if you can see me or if you can tell. <laughs> the tone in my voice right now, Bobby Wagner, um, you're unworthy. Zach, what are your thoughts? Dude, Bobby Wagner, that, listen, like, I don't understand. That might be the, the winner. Like, of all the ratings, Bobby Wagner being a 99 is i mean what like i don't necessarily understand that um i get the khalil mack i get the deandre hopkins i get the aaron donald because those guys are insane but bobby bobby wagner i mean luke keekley is he still alive oh yeah luke keekley's still kicking where did the when did Bobby Wagner? I mean, and I follow football. I mean, I've never really considered Bobby Wagner to be like a. I mean, he's a he's a good linebacker, but I never considered him to be like the best in the league. Um, yeah, he's the best middle linebacker that, according to Madden, um, Luke Kuechly's on a ninety-eight. Which that's my thing with these Madden ratings is 
they're rated so high. There's there's so many players between ninety and ninety one um, that these they're, they're off by like one, and then there's a steep drop between like a, a mid. Uh, probably around 87, 89 to like 82. Like it drops fast yeah. to 82. So I guess they that's how they try and like make up for it is by doing that. But I, I don't understand. Um, I want to shift to the quarterbacks for a second because good God. Um, how in the world do we have Phyllis Rivers ahead of Aaron Rodgers? Phyllis Rivers, he, okay, like Ross talked about on the last uh, episode, call call us when Phillip Rivers makes the playoffs, when the Chargers make the playoffs, or when they do anything really significant um, as a team. Phillip Rivers is just, he's not a bad quarterback, but geez Louise, man, the third best quarterback in the league, according to them. What, you're making a face. Okay. I just looked more in depth at these ratings, and Tom Brady's a 96 overall, which I think is well deserved. Yeah, he is the goat for a reason. Yeah, his speed is a 60. Okay, but can Tom Brady can run? Question mark. <laughs> so you're telling me that a new meta in the Madden 20 game is to roll out with Tom Brady and have him scramble? When? When have you ever seen Tom Brady scramble? Tom Brady is not a 60 speed. Tom Brady's like a 40 speed. Are you serious? Agility, 66 acceleration. acceleration, 70 agility. Call me when Tom Brady is taking ankles on the football field. I'm going to be waiting for a long time for that call. Yeah, I, I don't understand that one at all. Um, and I've always said this about Madden games. And I, even people around me, when I play the games and something happens, it's like the people who made Madden have never played a game, like a down of football in their lives because they don't understand how anything works like in real life. Like zone coverages in Madden don't make any sense at all. Man coverage doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, receivers, that again, and even the the offensive linemen, like running concepts, they don't understand what it means to combo from a defensive lineman to a linebacker. They don't. They don't get that. That doesn't happen. It's either one person or the other. Um, and so uh, that's my beef with Madden. And they've done. It's literally like if you look back at the last five years of Madden, it's the exact same game. They just kind of wrapped a ribbon on the next one because it's the same game mechanics, and they really have done nothing since you know, the last five years. So um, some of these players that come out, you know, on Twitter, you know, whether it's the NBA or the NFL, and they're like, well, well, I deserve to be rated higher. Um, Well, I don't really understand. Some of them, I'm like, yeah, you could be rated higher. But guys like, I don't know, like Keenan Allen. And um, I think there's another guy. He's a defensive player, but. Keenan Allen is a good receiver. I just think those guys above him are better. That, and, and that's not a knock on Keenan. Um, I probably would rate him higher. I think he's an 89. But I, th- I just think those guys above him are better. Um, so I w- the only thing I would challenge is the rating. I'd probably just rate everyone else above him a little bit higher. But, um, yeah, it definitely surprises me when I look at these lists. Um, I just – oh, man. 
yeah, it is something to behold these these lists they come out with. Um, let's look at quarterback again. Um, I believe the number one rated quarterback is Pat Mahomes. Yes. Um, and then another one I was really upset with was Matt Ryan. Um, I did not understand Matt Ryan being rated above Aaron Rodgers. Um, excuse me. Aaron Rodgers is way better quarterback than Drew, not Drew, but um, Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't understand that at all. So that, again, is just another blow to the Madden, like their standing and, and if they can be taken seriously or not. Um, but, yeah, Madden, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I, I kind of agree with some of the 2K ratings, but – as usual, per usual, Madden is off uh, on a lot of their stuff. It doesn't really make sense to me. Maybe to you. I don't know. I I, I just I don't I don't understand. I think their rating system is weird. They have too many guys rated so high. I mean, I don't yes. understand because the two K doesn't do that. They don't rate guys ninety nine. That's a big issue yes. with with Madden. Is no one's really good enough to be a ninety nine. Um, you could. I, I think the cap should be ninety seven. There really shouldn't be anyone higher than 97 just because everyone has issues in their game. There, there's no perfect player, I mean, and, and it makes the, the scales unfair in the actual game. Um, well, because you got those those mechanics like the, the catch mechanic where they go up and snag a one-handed catch, and you're rolling your eyes at that, which is totally warranted because that is the worst feature in any sports video game because it's just a game of chance. At that point, um, and when you have a guy who's a 99, um, like 99 awareness, 99 strength, like maybe 99 strength, but 99 awareness, like, I don't know. You're going to have guys that are going to take off plays, one or two plays a game. Like, you're not going to be completely aware the entire game. Um, like Antonio Brown being a 99 overall awareness, that guy's a crackpot. <laughs> And you're telling me that he has a 99 overall awareness? I, I just, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I agree. Um, I don't think anybody should be warranted a 99 unless you're a legend. Like, I would put Michael Jordan at a 99 on 2K, but I wouldn't put anybody else currently playing at a 99 because, like you said, everybody has weaknesses. And it really just makes the game feel unfair and feel more um, – Arcady, which I mean is kind of a fun way to play, but not if you're looking for realism, which is why I enjoy playing these games. Yeah, and this gets me thinking about you know the upcoming NFL season. I mean, there's really not much to talk about now with the NBA. I mean, just because I mean football's right right around the corner. Free agency already happened, so I, my mind's kind of already set on football. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, like about how all the quarterbacks I grew up watching are about to like become irrelevant. Like I always grew up watching Drew Brees and Tom Brady, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, kind of Aaron Rodgers. I was kind of like really into Brett Favre, um, and then Aaron Rodgers came in. Um, but other than that, am I missing someone like a like a classic quarterback that's been here for ages? There's always Eli Manning. Oh, dude. <laughs> Eli Manning is awful. I I can't stand Eli Manning. If you go back and watch any game, 
it's just atrocious. It's a it's a crap show. No one should ever be taking one. Once he retires, he should never come out with a training camp or like a, like a quarterback skills camp because he has absolutely he is the worst of the Manning brothers by far. Um, and then Peyton Manning, but of course he's retired. So it had me thinking of um, the best quarterbacks right now, like up and coming, and um, probably my quarterbacks that I would start a franchise with. Like if 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 I was starting a new franchise tomorrow, I would have three quarterbacks that I would choose, and they would be Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Andrew Luck. Um, I wouldn't include Aaron Rodgers because Aaron's a little older now. I don't I really consider him a younger quarterback, um, and I don't consider Dak Prescott a franchise quarterback. Though I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. He just doesn't show enough for me to go all in on him. Um, and then we have Cam Newton. But Cam is just – there's something wrong with that team. And I can't really figure out what it is because yeah. they got they almost won the Super Bowl. They got so close. Um, and Cam really had a chance to become one of the better quarterbacks in the, in the NFL. But then they – it's not just because they traded Josh, Josh Norman – but it was something weird after they almost won where they just kind of took a dip and not a whole lot of their pieces changed. They still have Luke Keekley, but I don't really know what is going on with them. Um, so you've got Cam Newton and really I wouldn't consider Phyllis, Phillip, sorry, Philip Rivers a quarterback to ride with. Drew Brees is getting old. He's too old for me to go in for a franchise. Um, but out of those three, because would you say there's anyone else other than those three that's really coming up and could potentially be a franchise? Maybe Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz, perhaps. Um, I would maybe maybe throw Deshaun Watson in that category. I like Deshaun Watson a lot. I just think I don't know. Again, there's just something missing. It's like whenever you get um, like a good potato salad. And it just tastes kind of off, like it's good, like you want to eat it, but there's just one ingredient that's just not quite there, and that's kind of how I feel about Deshaun Watson. Um, but yeah, I think you hit it right on the right on the head with those three quarterbacks. Definitely, Pat Mahomes. Um, Pat Mahomes and Andrew Luck, I think, will become the new um, Brady Manning kind of duo, where they fight for the AFC each and every year. Um, ever since that. Playoff game last year in Arrowhead when my Chiefs beat the Colts. Um, I really want to see the Chiefs and the Colts play in the playoffs every single year. Um, just because it's just two once-in-a-generation talent quarterbacks going head-to-head. Head, head, head um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> some people might argue Derek Carr. But oh uh, I'll pass on Derek Carr. I really will. I don't think he had one good season, and last year I think we saw the true Derek Carr come out. It'll be interesting to see how he does with uh, Mr. Big Chess himself, Antonio Brown in Oakland, but that team's just going to be fun to watch on Hard Knocks. They're not going to be fun to watch on the, the gridiron this year, I have a feeling. So I think I think you're exactly right. Um, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, and Pat Mahomes are definitely the three quarterbacks I would want to start a franchise with. Yeah. Um... I agree. All those guys are are exciting, and uh, I would like to see them 
see them play. Um, yeah, the the NFL is is just around the corner. So is college football. Um, not a lot of news coming out right now about you know college football or the NFL, but really other than these rankings, um, I saw that the NFL.com came out with the top twenty six coaches in the uh, in the NFL right now uh, because some of those coaches are first year coaches, so it's impossible to evaluate them. Um, <clears throat> but how do you think Cliff Kingsbury is going to do? with the Arizona Cardinals because I look at, I saw an interesting thing on his, on his deal at Texas tech because he wasn't necessarily a dominant coach at Texas tech. Nothing, nothing he did was really like fantastic because I looked at, it was uh, teams over, it was either ranked opponents or teams over 500 and he was like three and 22 for some part of it. But it's just amazing that that he's a head coach for the NFL like, was it his personality that you think he got hired for? Because it definitely wasn't his resume. And he had Patrick Mahomes. And it's not like bad recruits go to Texas Tech. I mean, they're a Division One school. They always have a good off. They have they have a good offense. Yeah. But as a head coach, what are you going to do besides run the offense? I mean, you got to do the whole thing. You can't just worry about the quarterback. You can't just worry about the, you know, the play calling. You got to worry about the entire like, team as a whole. and So, I don't know. I'm interested to see how he's going to do in that. I mean, like you like you said, I'm looking at his record for his six years coaching at Tech. He was only over 500 twice. Um, and last year he was 5-7. and seven. And, I mean, a Big 12 that's – wasn't that great last year outside of OU. No. Um, and I guess you could put Texas in there. Um, but that's two teams. Um, and you have a guaranteed win against Kansas every year. Um, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I am I was really confused by that hire. Um, I don't know if it's just because they wanted to draft Kyler and they thought him and Kyler would have some good chemistry together since uh, Kings – Kingsbury recruited Kyler um, coming out of high school. But even then, I feel like if you're in the NFL, you can pretty much find a coach to fit a player's need if you really want to draft them, even though, I mean, they had Rosen. I don't know. It's just that was really – that was a whole debacle with um, Kingsbury going to USC and then backing out and taking the job at Arizona. And I don't know. I don't know, man. That – NFC West next year is going to be really interesting to watch because you have the Rams coming off of a Super Bowl appearance and Super Bowl loss. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. And you have the Seahawks, who are always good with Pete Carroll. Um, and then the 49ers, who um, a whole season of Jimmy G. Um, we'll see how they do. And then Arizona with Kyler and a new coach. Um, it'll be an electric division for sure. Yeah. Um... And that, that just kind of got me thinking about, because I feel like this past, we talked about the NBA free agency last last pod, and then, you know, that got me thinking about the, the NFL. And the NFL, I feel like, was one of the more exciting um, free agencies that I saw, um, just with the trades and how Le'Veon, literally, <laughs> he literally stayed out the entire season. He really did it. Um, man, I just can't imagine doing that. 
like staying out an entire season just because they won't give you the money. And here's what I thought in my head about the way that this is this, the free agency and trading is so much different in football than it is with NBA. And there's two reasons for that. One is because they're the NFL teams are such larger teams that really it's more of a team game. Not that the NBA isn't a team game and that basketball doesn't need schemes and, and all of that, but you definitely can have just one superstar and then some role players and that be enough for you. Whereas in the NFL, we look at teams like, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, who I believe AJ green is one of the best receivers in the game, but the Bengals are never good. Um, and then they have, you look at teams spread across the NFL that have one star but don't ever really do anything because they just don't have the pieces. They don't play well together as a team. So um, one reason is for the large teams. Um, the other reason is you don't really want to rely on that one player. And, and what I mean by that is you don't want to put all of your salary cap onto one person. Now, if you're going to do that, I believe the only person that you can do that with is a quarterback. Where we have players like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, and um, I, I, I expect, I heard today that Ezekiel Elliott wants a extension, and I'm cautious to do that. Not because Ezekiel, not because I think Ezekiel is less of a running back and doesn't deserve the money, but I think it hurts the team as a whole if you pour that money into a into a position like a running back. Um, because their impact on the game isn't doesn't justify the money you spend for that. So, for example, if I throw all of my money at Ezekiel Elliott, if I throw all my money at Le'Veon Bell, or if I throw all my money at Antonio Brown, okay, first of all, someone's got to block for that guy. Are you going to be able to put pieces there, use your money wisely, because you either have to use your money wisely or draft well. And then by the time they're off their rookie contract, do they want to leave? So you got to have someone blocking for Ezekiel. You got to have money to pay those guys. And then you also, for guys like Antonio Brown that want the money, someone has got to throw him the ball. Someone has got to be able to throw him the ball, literally. And this is how, you know, receivers. They, they can thrive with a, with a good quarterback. That's why you picture, you know, you always picture good receivers and they always have a good quarterback. Like you look at anyone in the game that you consider a good receiver, they have someone that can be competent and actually throw the ball at them and, and get them open. Um, we looked at Odell Beckham last year, had one of the worst years of his life because Eli Manning couldn't throw him the ball. And then what will happen? He demanded a trade. So you've got to have money to pour into your quarterbacks. You've got to have money to pour into the other aspects of your team because then again, if you load up your offense, what's going to stop the other team from scoring points on you? I mean, that's, not, that's, that's such a different thing, and, and, and football is such a team sport that everyone has to be on board, and that's where the New England Patriots thrive is because Tom Brady takes less money every single year, and they get to have these guys around them um, that fill out the roster. So, um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on sort of the way, you know, free agents 
go about, you know, they want money. Like, like, would you pay Ezekiel? Would you give him the extension or would you give someone like that in that position, like an extension, like that would prohibit you from pouring money into other positions? I personally would not. Um, I think you look at Todd Gurley as exhibit A in this and that Todd Gurley is an exceptional running back. I think we can both agree with that. Um, Todd Gurley is a really crazy talent and a guy that you want on your football team. But running backs and other, I mean, just football in general, players get hurt. Um, There's just just such a more likelihood of a player having an injury that possibly ends a season. And I get that you you do want to treat them well because they are playing a more physical sport, a rougher sport, um, and you do want to give them more money. But I just I agree. I think you you can't just front load on a running back or a receiver or a skill position um, when the, those positions you can't win a football game with one guy. Um, like you said, basketball is you can win a bunch of games with. Um, two superstars on a team just because it's just a different type of game. But with football, you really need an entire um, complete team to really compete. Uh, You saw that with the Chiefs last year. I mean, their offense is um, setting records left and right, but their defense was just absolutely atrocious, and that's what ended up keeping them from a Super Bowl berth um, last year. So I would really – I don't understand this whole – I mean, Todd Gurley came out and was like – we're just mad because the NBA players are getting paid and we're not like, let's just compare an apples and oranges here. Um, just because it is such a, a bigger team. Um, so I, I just, I never understand that the idea of, I feel like you can always find a guy the next man up. Um, as far as like skill positions goes, obviously there's some that are really special, but I would pay a quarterback a ton of money just because they do run so much of the team and you can always find, um, a decent, above-average skill position player who that quarterback will then in turn make look really good. Um, I'd probably pay like a linebacker because, I mean, what, a linebacker is like the quarterback of the defense kind yeah. of thing. So I think I would pay a linebacker quite a bit of money too just to lead. you got to pay your leaders money. But beyond that, everybody's pretty expendable. Yeah, that's just the difference between football and, and basketball and uh, other sports. It's just more dependent. You have a bigger roster. You gotta space the you gotta space the money out more. Um, so to transition transition into um, back into the NBA, really this season kind of sparked the conversation. It wasn't the only time that we thought about it, but it was definitely like more talked about now about us trying to find the new king of the uh, NBA and who's gonna be the best player in the world just because LeBron was hurt. I mean, he's still, I consider him the best player in the world still. Uh, but the, I think the injury kind of like led us to be like, Oh wait, we kind of actually have to think about like who, who's going to be the new guy to take over the league. And I kind of feel like it's LeBron's league, but it's up for air now. Like it's up in the air right now. Like a lot of players have the ability to take the mantle if they wanted to given that LeBron has a down season, which I just don't see happening. I think he's good. I think he's still really good right now, and it'll take two or three years before we actually start to see a decline just because he takes such good care of himself and his body, and he'll have pieces around him uh, this year in order to make life easier and uh, be able to play at a high level. But 
I think of players like Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. And I, I saw something the other day, and it was like, Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA that you've never seen. And I thought that was really true because no one watches Pelicans games. No one goes out of their way to go watch a Pelicans game. Though Anthony Davis is on that team and he's recognized as the best power forward slash center in the league, no one really goes out of their way to watch him and pay close attention to him. One, because they're not playoff bound, really. They weren't playoff bound and they weren't definitely going to win a championship. And you just had other teams that were more interesting. But now that Anthony Davis is on a, a really good team and the title favorite um, or is a title favorite, um, I'm really excited to watch him, and I think people are going to be surprised at how good this dude actually is. He's the best free-throw shooting big in the league. Um, he's the best pick-and-roll defender, and he can get a bucket whenever he wants. I mean, the dude is a hes an anomaly. He's so big and strong, and he's fast, and really I think he's going to be a problem for a lot of people. He, he, he already was a problem, but paired with LeBron and paired with the, the, the people he has around him, um, if I were to bet on who was going to take up the league, given that everything goes right for him and he doesn't have any injuries, and that's another thing for him that's a positive is that he doesn't get hurt often. He has nagging injuries, but other than like him hating New Orleans and hating playing for them, he really didn't miss significant time. So if I had to pick someone that would take over the mantle from LeBron, and what better way to do it than to win a championship with LeBron for maybe maybe one or two, and then LeBron retires and he steps in that position and takes over the league. So that's who I would guess is going to be the best. I think the only reason Kawhi is not is just because though his offense, offensive game is there, I just don't think it's as, I don't know, he is an offensive threat. I just think that there are way more things you have to worry about with Anthony Davis than you do with with Kawhi, and I think he's just <clears throat> more unstoppable just because of his size. But do you have any thoughts about you know who's going to take over the mantle, who's going to step in? I'm going to go with a foreign-born player, um, last year's MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh. Um, I think he has something that people have always called into question about LeBron, and I think he has that killer instinct. Um, he has that Kobe mindset or that Jordan mindset that – Everybody always um, rags on LeBron about not having, even though I think LeBron has the killer mindset. I think it's just used in a different way than Kobe and Le- or Kobe and Jordan, excuse me, used their killer mindset in. Um, but I think Giannis, if he, I think the one thing that will keep Giannis from taking that mantle as king will be his jump shot. Um, if he can't really gain or figure out a consistent jump shot not just from three but just kind of jump shot in general I think that could really limit him from gathering that mantle but I think the skill set is there Um, again he's just kind of a superstar that you don't really get to watch because I mean Bucks games aren't on national television unfortunately Um, they just don't play a lot of like TNT ESPN um, primetime games but I think if I mean, I, I went to go see him live here in Oklahoma City. Um, I think it was last year. And Giannis is just a freak. Like, Greek freak is no joke. That man 
is so long, so lanky, um, so quick. And, I mean, we've seen what he can do from mid from half court of being able to get to the basket in like five steps from half court, which is just unprecedented. Um, so I think if he can really figure out his offensive game and figure out a jump shot, I think he has a really good chance of being um, widely known as the king and the next um, really breakthrough, crazy, once-in-a-generation type player. You know, that's a really good point about the killer instinct is because I think that's so important for a player to have. Um, and now that I think about it, maybe it's just because I don't watch him, but I don't know if Anthony Davis has a killer instinct. I don't know if I've seen that in him. I don't even, I don't even know if that's – that's the thing is like – has there even been a time for him to use it? Yeah. Like, has it even been useful for him to do that? Um, but I like both these guys. They're not jerks. They're really good guys. They're quiet. Giannis is, I mean, how can you not like Giannis? He's just a great guy. Anthony Davis, the only issue with him, I don't have an issue with it, but he used to want to play in New Orleans, and I don't I don't, I don't blame, blame him. him. I don't blame him at all. Um, he wants to do what's best for him, and really – there's nothing – New Orleans didn't do anything to help him out at all. They didn't put pieces around him. So, um, I like both those guys too. I think, yeah, like you said, if Giannis gets a jump shot, oh, man, you're not really not going to be able to do anything with that. I mean, that dude will not back down from, from anything. Um, man, they brought – did we talk about Ben Simmons and them bringing out the bag for him no, on the last pod? Jeez, dude. That could end up being one of the <laughs> – that team is a mess. I mean, barring that he gets a jump shot. Like, what? Do you, if I'm the GM for the Sixers, or if I'm even the coach, I'm like, Joel, get your fat butt in shape and lose a couple pounds. You need to lose more than a couple, but lose, lose a couple pounds and start eating right. Ben, can I please see you take a shot farther from the free throw line? Like, can you please work on your – like, we just gave you five years and $170 million. I would appreciate you working on that jump shot. Like, just let me see you practicing it because I've never seen someone just forget how to shoot like that. Like, I'm watching a video of him shooting right now, and he – what? it's such a violent – flick at the end it's so ugly oh it's so bad and he misses every single shot he hasn't made a three it's in the same spot every time he travels Uh, oh my goodness dude i would not (laughs) you bring out the bag because you hope you can bring out the potential in that kid because the player he is right now is not worth five years and 170 million man you hope and pray that I hope I hope the Sixers are prayed up or something because if they don't get if he can't shoot you're not gonna be able to do anything. Oh, classic Ben Simmons. He can't figure it out. What did he shoot from three last year? I don't know. I would like to know how many threes he actually shot. Like a total in the season has to be less than ten. Um, but. Oh, he just covered his mouth. What is it? He, he, 0%. He shot 0% from three? Is that real? He really didn't shoot a three? Or did he just miss every single one? Let me see. Three-point attempts? 
Is there any three-point attempts? Point one. So he I, tried to take one. Yeah, zero. Good lord. Ben Simmons didn't shoot a three-pointer last year. <laughs> it didn't go in. <laughs> oh my god. And you paid him 150 million to a guy who is or 170 million. Sorry. Fifty-eight percent career free throw shooter too. Good luck. <laughs> it's fourth quarter in the Eastern Conference Finals. Ben Simmons shows up to the free throw line and just absolutely airballs two free throws, and the Milwaukee Bucks end up going to the finals because you paid 170 million to a guy who I've seen um, Y League children shoot better than him. Um, so you know. On 2K, I wouldn't have personally done it, but, you know, Brett Brown in the uh, 76ers front office apparently liked him and wanted to give him that. I guess charity case, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a charity case to me. Um, real quick, we're, we're about to wrap up, but we can we can talk about a, f- a couple more things. Um we talked about the Ezekiel Elliott trade. We talked about um, the Madden ratings and how they're abysmal, how the game itself is abysmal. Um, some of the best coaches in the league and some of the worst coaches in the league and how you know we're thinking that Cliff Kingsbury is going to work out in the NFL. I don't think it's going to be great, but you know he could surprise us all. Um, so that's, that'll be interesting to me. Uh, talked about the NBA. Uh, who's going to take over when LeBron eventually retires or has to leave or they force him out in a stretcher or something and then he buys the Lakers or something. Um, yeah. And so I, I think really what we can talk about now is, uh, Oh, I completely forgot about the, uh, CP3, what the Thunder are going to do with CP3. Um, we have them. Yeah, what, what, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> I literally don't know because I thought he was untradeable. That's the $150 million question. I was talking I was talking to my brother about it, and I was like, there's no way we trade him to Rockets. I'm meaning Russell Westbrook to the Rockets because they would have to give up Chris Paul, and why would we take Chris Paul? But by golly we did it we we darn took chris paul and now we can't do anything with him um i really don't know i really don't know where we're gonna move him uh i read something the other day that was like they don't want russell or the the thunder don't want russell to play a game in a thunder jersey but i really don't know how that's going to happen i I feel like you're going to have to wait and kind of elevate Chris Paul's trade value and show that he can actually still play basketball before you're willing to, someone's willing to go in on that. I could see the Knicks doing something stupid like that. <laughs> like give us, <laughs> give us RJ Barrett and we'll give you Chris Paul. <laughs> and they'll be like, deal. <laughs> we were waiting for you to ask. <laughs> we were trying to, we were trying to get uh, Daryl Morey, to trade him for us and he wouldn't do it so thank you for asking oh man something like that has to happen where they they trade him the next somewhere where they appreciate stars uh or trade (laughs) trade trade uh we'll give you chris paul but you got to give us uh who's the who's the guy that miami drafted uh hero hero yeah tyler hero or Harrow, or whatever it's called. <laughs> give us Chris Paul, or we'll give you Chris Paul. Give us Tyler 
Harrow and give us Justice Winslow and deal. I would almost take nothing for Chris Paul. I would almost just dump that contract because I don't really know what you want now with the Thunder. I've never seen a team with more picks in my life. Which, again, they're probably not even going to use all those picks. They'll probably just use them to trade up in the draft or something. Because how dumb would that be to actually use all of those picks where they're at? There's no way. There's no way. I'm not trusting the Thunder's ability to draft at, at all. Um, even if we get a top pick, I, I, I don't think it's not going to work. Because did we did, didn't this draft we gave up someone for freaking New Balance guy? We gave up. Well, we we had the 21st pick, um, which we traded to Memphis for the 23rd pick. Uh, and we could have gotten Brandon Clark, who recently won Summer League MVP with the Grizzlies, um, but instead we traded down to 23 um, to pick up a hot commodity who was the New Balance intern who hasn't played a basketball game since high school and, need I say, has a jump shot that looks like he's in elementary school. So not a lot of things going in the Thunder's favor right now. No, there was a video about about this guy warming up for Summer League and – he looked like he hadn't shot a basketball in a couple of years. And it looked, honestly, he didn't do this, but the video made it look like he shot off the back, like the backboard, like the side of the backboard. He was shooting from the wing in the corner and shot a basketball, and it looked like he hit the side of the basketball, the the, the backboard. And uh, he might as well have because he didn't make the shot. But um, I don't see um, Chris Paul – Really going anywhere. I'll be interested to see what magic Sam, Sam Presti can pull off, but uh, this is just a bad, um, a bad contract um, to have. We 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 had a bad contract, and then we went out and picked up a worse one. So Somehow. all we need to do now is go get John Wall, <laughs> get John Wall at all costs, drop everything. Get John Wall here now, stat. <laughs> that makes a good question. Um, would you rather have a declining Chris Paul on a – let me – I just pulled up the uh, – oh, an injury-prone 34-year-old on a um, two-year deal um, that has a massive $44.2 million player option left on it. Who's is that? Is that Chris, Chris Paul's. Paul's. Or would you rather have John Wall, who I don't think's played more than about 50 games in his career at one point? Um, it's just, it's just, first of all, Daryl Morey, why did you give Chris Paul this contract? Like, there's no secret that Chris Paul and James Harden clearly did not get along. I mean, that was seen even in their run where they should have beat the Warriors. Um and then you go, you turn around, who give Chris Paul this contract? Who was just coming off of a hamstring injury, and has already had injury trouble in his career, and you break the bank for him, and then you trade him away a year later, and now we're stuck in Oklahoma City with a 34 year old point guard who is notorious for being tough to play with, and. 
nobody wants him. And I can't say I blame anybody for not wanting him. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at the toy that cost $100 but breaks every time you play with it. And frankly, I would throw it in the toy bin as well. And right now that toy bin is the Oklahoma City Thunder because we can't find a viable trade option for him. And I don't think we will. I think we are going to watch Chris Paul on a walker play for the next two years with the Thunder as we are on our way to a number one overall pick. Yeah, if you've seen Toy Story 4, I just had this thought coming to my head. Both of us love and adore Toy Story 4 and the entire series. Chris Paul is the Duke Kaboom of (laughs) the Toy Story, of the NBA, sorry. Duke, like, on the commercial, is this, like, if you haven't seen the movie, he's this toy uh, motorcycle that you wind up and, like, shoot him off of a ramp, and he's supposed to go super far through this, like, hoop, this flaming hoop, and this kid, like, gets it, takes it home, breaks it out of the box, and sets it all up in his living room, and winds up Duke, and literally, like, Duke goes, like, four inches and flops over, (laughs) and (laughs) that's what happened with Chris Paul, and I, I mean, it's hard to feel bad for Chris Paul, because... I don't necessarily like him. Yeah, It's hard to like him. But, man, that guy has just gotten his teeth kicked in by everyone. I mean, he got out of um, the Hornets and then moved to the Clippers. And then the Clippers didn't want him. And so they moved him to – or did he not want the Clippers? It was a weird thing with that. So this is the thing with Chris Paul <laughs> is that everywhere he goes, he wears out his welcome extremely fast. <laughs> So he was on the Hornets, right? They had a really good deep playoff run with like David West, Peja Stoyakovich, Tyson Chandler, um, and they were like a like one game, one or two games away from beating the Spurs that year and moving on in the playoffs. And then he gets tired of New Orleans, which was the Hornets at that point, and decides I don't want to be here. I want to be moved. And then they had that whole trade thing with the Lakers and the Clippers, and David Stern stops the trade and. What could have been with Kobe and Chris Paul? I would have loved to seen those. There would be practice fights. Kobe would have thrown basketballs at Chris Paul. I'm calling it now. And I would have been here for that content, but we never got it. So Chris Paul ends up going to the Clippers, which promising young team with a young spry Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, who has seen better days. Um, Doc Rivers, you know, a, a really good coach. They have, you know, their, like, few good playoff runs, whatever. They always underachieved, uh, like always. Um, And Chris Paul gets fed up and has, you know, Blake and, uh, like, gets mad at Blake and gets mad at DeAndre and then ends up, like, wanting out. Goes to Houston, plays all right with James Harden for, like, a season. And then (laughs) we have all these reports coming out about how Chris and James hate each other and that they don't get along and, Team chemistry was horrible. It just is like a never-ending cycle in Chris Paul's career. So I'm excited to see how he's going to do with this Thunder team that's just full of young guys. I'm just imagining him. He's just going to bully these young guys. He's going to be sitting in his rocking chair in the corner of the Thunder practice facility. He's going to be throwing dodgeballs and wrenches and basketballs at all these rookies. He's going to get pissed off whenever Terrence Ferguson airballs a three from the corner. He's going to get pissed off whenever Andre Roberson, who... God forbid he actually play a game in the NBA. (laughs) 
he's gonna get pissed off whenever Roberson can't hit a free throw because he just can't shoot. And he's it's just gonna be the only thing I'm excited about watching, and the only reason why I kind of want Chris Paul to play with the Thunder is because I think him and Steven Adams on the pick and roll could be really fun to watch because he he is really good at the pick and roll and we finally have a point guard who understands the concept of a pick and roll. <laughs> yeah, the the one a uh, point guard that I don't think Chris Paul buys in at all though to the no. Thunder. He doesn't buy in at all. I mean, this is just <laughs> uh. you're you know at this point you're self aware. If Chris Paul has a, any bit of self awareness. He knows that no one wants him. No one wants Chris Paul. He's here just because he has to be. He was traded. And uh, is really the reason why the Rockets didn't win a championship, as it comes to find out. Um, yeah, Chris Paul is just... Man, we talk about people that you don't, that are hard to play with. Chris Paul is one of those guys. This article that I'm reading right now, this whole thing, has a really good quote. Where is it from? It's from Clutch Points. Uh, Matthew Schmidt, if you're listening to this, I'm shouting you out, so you're welcome. It's probably like the second click you've gotten on this. Um, but you have a really good quote. That's This is clearly no one's favorite scenario. Paul would be better off with a team other than Oklahoma City, and the Thunder would certainly be better off without him. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. We would be better off without him, but we were left with nothing else. And I'm kind of certain that this was the only trade we could get for Russell Westbrook because either that, I can't imagine that you couldn't find somewhere else to put Russell. I, I think actually it all it only has to do with sending Russ to a place where he can actually thrive. Because we could have definitely screwed Russ over. We could have found a place to to do that. Um but yeah, Chris Paul, you'll be our last point of discussion. Um, you, sir, are—you are not going to be embraced by the Thunder fan base just because we know you are not going to be here for a while. You will be here, and then you will be gone. Um, and uh, we were—we were happy to have you. And when New Orleans had, you know, the incident, but now, now that you're back, it's kind of, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, it's like when Madden comes out with a new game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I played with it a couple times. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing, and it doesn't really change. So, all right, well, that's it for us. Uh, officially wrapped up episode number two, and uh, this one was kind of off the cuff, on the fly. Um, I enjoyed talking about Chris Paul and his shenanigans and Madden. Uh, Ross will we'll close us out, but we'll see you next week for the, uh, the new episode of Street Smart Sports. Thank you for listening to Street Smart Sports. Um, yeah, this episode was definitely off the cusp, so excuse our laughing. Uh, we're just having fun with it, and we hope you are having as much fun listening to our takes, our discussions, our opinions, um, and ultimately we appreciate your feedback. So if you would like to leave a review, um, we would greatly appreciate it. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Um, tell us what you'd improve on. Um, and just so you can have the funniest review. And if you have a really good one, we might read it on air. You never know. Um, so thank you again for listening. Um, this has been Street Smart Sports. <laughs>